0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Today, we meet a nationally renowned speaker and writer whose work focuses on issues related to pregnancy and childbirth, such as informed choice and consent, comfort in childbirth, birth language, and midwifery advocacy. She is a childbirth educator, doula, and hypnotherapist, and founded the educational program HypnoBabies, a childbirth hypnosis program which has trained hundreds of thousands of women to use medical-grade hypnosis techniques to give birth in an easier and more comfortable way. Carrie Tushoff, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: You're also the president of Hypno Babies.
1: <laughs> yes, founder, director, president, Big Kahuna.
0: Wow, that's uh that's a lot of titles to put on your business card. Yep. Especially Big Kahuna. It takes up a lot of space. Uh and also joining us tonight we have the VP, the Vice President of Hypno Babies, Kimberly Gross.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: It's really nice of you guys to come out here. It was a little hike.
2: Yes, it was, but it was a lot easier than we thought. We oh, really? really didn't hit any traffic. Oh, amazing. It so. was awesome.
0: Uh, and other, 10 other quotes you almost never hear in Los Angeles. Was...
2: <laughs> I know, <laughs> seriously.
0: Uh, let's talk about hypnobabies. Where did it all come from? When did you start even studying hypnosis?
1: Well, um, actually, the, the thought to create hypnobabies came from my own births. Okay so my first birthing was long and ugly and horrible the baby was posterior I was a Bradley instructor at that time and used relaxation methods and everything that I could but it was extremely painful
0: You already said things that, that I have to just stop and ask a couple of questions sure. because first of all posterior baby in case people listening don't know this means the baby's Head, the back of the skull, yes. was against the posterior surface of your body, so against your back. So yes. the baby's head, uh, which is bone, against your spine yes. or sacrum, which is bone, and bone on bone doesn't feel very good.
1: It's it's very painful, and I ended up going from the birth center after 26 hours to the hospital and having an epidural.
0: So you are planning to give birth out of the hospital? Yes. Okay. At, the,
1: at the birth center across the street. Oh, from, from the, the hospital. hospital. Is it a
0: part of the hospital? No. Like affiliated? Not at all. No, just uh, No, wisely opened across the street? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: and owned by a doctor at that time, too. Oh. But anyway, ended up across the street. Was never so happy in the world as I was to see that anesthesiologist coming at me with an epidural.
0: They get big hugs sometimes. Yeah. I also – can I back up again? Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off because no. I really want your story. But it's occurring to me that you were a Bradley instructor before you had your first yes, kid. Yes, I was. Can we just talk about that for sure. a second? How does that well, happen?
1: Well, how it happened was I thought pretty cool because right after I was married, one of our friends from church had her baby and she had it naturally and she said she took a Bradley class. And she said it hurt really badly, but she was able to have her baby without drugs, without an epidural or anything. And I didn't even know people did that. Mm. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I started looking into it and I became completely fascinated, completely smitten with the way that the body works and how you can actually get a baby out and do things to prepare for it. And you don't have to have drugs and you don't have to have forceps and all of that stuff that I thought was just normal. And so I looked into the Bradley method, and I convinced them, even though you're supposed to be a Bradley mom before you go in to become a Bradley instructor, that I was going to be the best instructor on the face of the planet. And they had me go and first take a 12-week Bradley class as an auditor, like just watching.
0: The same class expecting parents would take. Yes.
1: And And you're married but not pregnant. Yes. Okay and trying to get pregnant this whole time. And then I took the training and became a Bradley instructor and started teaching Bradley classes. And I was teaching my students to do things that I had not experienced Never done, myself. Right. But I thought I knew everything that there was to know about giving birth and I was gonna have the best birth in the world. And then I went into labor <laughs> with my first child after I got pregnant and it was horrendously painful. And I mean, I got the, I, what I consider the best education in nutrition and exercise and staying healthy and low risk and consumer issues and all the things that the Bradley Method teaches that are so amazingly excellent. I loved all of that. And what I had for pain relief was to relax. And with a posterior baby, it didn't help me at all. Mm -hmm. And I was screaming my head off. So I ended up across the street at the hospital, um, had the epidural. But what was really cool to me was that I became a much more balanced childbirth educator after that. Because Mm -hmm. I fully and completely understood why then (laughs) that anybody would choose an epidural. Mm -hmm. Before that, I thought everybody should go natural. After that, I completely understood Mm -hmm. that, you know for whatever reason. And there's many, many moms, so there's many, many reasons that a mom would choose an epidural. And I was able to then teach as a childbirth educator in a much more balanced way. And I really appreciated that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I think that over time, we all pick up experiences, yours more dramatic than others, perhaps, that kind of give you a, a more complete picture and a more complete base of knowledge on which you can help other people prepare in a a more wide way, prepare for more eventualities, more possibilities, right? More possibilities in the flowchart than just, oh, you're pregnant, you're going to have this baby, and that's it.
1: Absolutely. I learned so much from that birth. And four years later, almost to the day, I gave birth to my son, and I had him in a birth center. And instead of it being 32 hours long from start to finish, it was seven. Oh, wow. And uh, it hurt just as badly. Mm -hmm. Back labor again. Because he was posterior. Oh, wow. Um, So I was screaming my head off, but I was screaming my head off for a lot shorter of a period of time. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I learned a lot from that birthing as well. And one of the things that happened was that the only people that I wanted there were my midwife, my husband, and my sister. And that's what I got. And when I was in transition... I was screaming through one particularly horrendous contraction. My sister was holding onto my hands, and when it was over, I looked up into her tear-stained face and she said to me, it should never have to be this hard. And it was like a light bulb went on over my head. And I just went, you're so right, for people to have a natural, unmedicated birthing, Just the way, you know, nature intended for all of us to do, it should never have to be this hard. Mm -hmm. And I knew right then in that moment that even if I never had another child and I did not, that I was going to find a way that other moms did not have to suffer like that, that they didn't have to scream their heads off. So after that, I just went on a quest. And after a couple of years, I saw a TV show about hypnosis for childbirth where this obstetrician was actually teaching his patients hypnosis, and they were having these great births. And I went, oh my gosh, that's it. That's gotta be the thing. So I went and took this training at another hypno-birth organization and got all excited and started teaching it. And I was underwhelmed. Um, because my students were not looking any different than my Bradley students were. I had been a doula for them for 10 years, uh, for my Bradley students, and it was difficult. I mean, they were having tough births. So I realized what I had to do, and I went out and I learned hypnosis. And not just hypnosis, like sit down and relax your eyes and count backwards and all of that. But what I was looking for was more of a medical-grade hypnosis. What does that mean? What that means is there are people who are allergic to medical anesthesia. Okay. So whether it's dental or medical anesthesia, they can't have the surgery or the procedure or the treatment because they're allergic to it so they would have a bad reaction. So they work with a hypnotist ahead of time with medical grade hypnosis. And they get into a very deep state, it's called a somnambulistic state, very deep where you can create what's called hypnoanesthesia. Wow. So because I had studied all of this about hypnosis, that's what I was seeking. I knew that if we put that into childbirth, taught people that, that they would have much better births. So I took this training from a wonderful man who has since passed called Gerald Kine at Omnihypnosis. And it was uh, Gerald Kine, interestingly, had created a painless childbirth program for hypnotists or hypnotherapists to use one-on-one in their offices with, with pregnant women to teach them self-hypnosis for uh, labor. And once I learned the program, I asked him, would it be okay if I took these exact techniques and put them into a childbirth program? Because I already knew from teaching this other hypnobirth program that didn't have this, that you had to get your childbirth education at the same place as you got your birth hypnosis, Mm -hmm. put them both together so that the philosophies, the words, the language, the belief systems, everything would match So you're not teaching them what other people might teach them in a, although there are great classes, a natural childbirth class or or a prepared childbirth class where they're saying, now this is going to hurt, but you know, you can make the hurt or the pain a little less by doing this. Mm -hmm. What we're actually doing is retraining the inner mind with somnambulistic self-hypnosis techniques that create hypnoanesthesia, completely retrain the brain so that the sensations of birthing are much more comfortable right from the start. Everything about pregnancy, everything about childbirth, it has to be all in one, one philosophy.
0: So are you saying that you can use... A form of hypnotherapy as if you have medical anesthesia.
1: Yes. So the people that, that go in and they, they can't have regular medical anesthesia, they use the this hypnotist and the hypno anesthesia, they can have that surgery wow. without medical anesthesia. That's what I was looking for. So that's what I got. So then he said, yes, go ahead, put it into a childbirth program. I can't wait to see what you produce and HypnoBabies was born. And I was just teaching it in Cypress, California to my own students and having this phenomenal success because I was going to these births and, and it was just stunning how much more comfortable, how much more easy it was, how much faster the births were when these moms were using these medical grade hypnosis techniques. And pretty soon, everybody wanted them. (laughs) I was on the internet. You know, I was telling people about it. And other childbirth educators, other doulas, other people that were my peers wanted to teach it as well. So we started an instructor training, which we still have going. And we've taught hundreds of people from here to Canada. There's a couple in Germany and Australia to teach these group childbirth education classes in their area. So hypnobabies is a complete childbirth education program, so you don't go anywhere else. You don't go to Lamage. You don't go to Bradley or any of those, which are wonderful classes, by the way. But if you want somnambulistic medical-grade hypnosis, you have to put it in with childbirth education at the same time so that everything works together.
0: Right. That makes sense because you have a whole different language. Yeah. Wow. So there's a few questions. First of all, is it always done in a group setting?
1: Actually, no. <laughs> Our instructors, one of which Kim is, um, she's. A, I, I don't teach ship no babies anymore, but Kim does, and uh, they teach them in group classes. But they also teach private classes, so one-on-one um, like on one one or on one-on-two, if a couple wants you to come to their house. How uh, more of a, a private thing, but the group classes are only up to six couples apiece okay. because we're, you know, there's a lot to really take into account. We look for hypnotic depth. We have hypnosis demonstrations right in class. We have a full-on birthing rehearsal in class number six so they can take all the techniques and cues, of which there are many in hypnobabies, that they've been practicing for the last five weeks, and then put them into a birthing rehearsal in class number six and practice them together and see how that would work. Hmm. So then the mom and the birth partner are able to just flow right right into it when their birthing time starts.
0: Have you ever thought about like like maybe during class five doing a root canal? Just to check it, (laughs) make sure it's working out
2: well.
1: No. (laughs) We do have a yeah, we bring a test dentists <laughs> into
2: all of our classes.
1: Where the, the birth partners tweak the, uh, the mom's arm mm-hmm. and they don't feel anything. Oh, that's cool. Um, when they have hypnoanesthesia flowing through their arms just to show everybody that, yeah, this is the real deal.
0: I have so many questions. Let me start with this. Do you have to be a hypnosis or meditation sort of person for this to?
1: As a student?
0: Yeah, does someone have to already be someone who meditates or someone who does? No. No, no not at all. Anybody can do it.
1: Not at all. Um, I get very like
2: A-type personalities sometimes coming into my class that don't Believe in any of this mumbo jumbo. And then, seriously, by the time we get to class three, they're so into it because they're seeing the results from it. So, you're it.
0: saying my brother could have a totally. pain free childbirth?
2: Yes, if he wanted to get
1: there. With birth. his A
0: type personality. Yeah. Well,
1: here's the interesting thing, though, Elliot. We're all in states of hypnosis all the time. So, this is no different than everything that you would feel. Uh, very familiar with when you're falling asleep or waking up in the morning or when you're driving. And we've all had that experience of driving along, thinking of something very deeply in our head. And all of a sudden we are wherever we were supposed to get. And we don't remember the last five minutes.
0: What's the Tesla? It's just it yeah. drives wherever you want it to. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. So you can do your own thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Like the consciousness goes in and out, right? So even yeah, when you're
1: reading, if you're reading a book or or a tablet or anything, within just a couple of minutes, you enter a state of hypnosis where mm-hmm. you're very, very suggestible. And people could be calling you from the other room. It's dinner, you know, and it will take a couple of minutes for it to get into your subconscious because you are in hypnosis. Else, yeah. So there's nothing different about this except how we do it. What are we doing when we're in hypnosis? And hypnobabies is very detailed, very comprehensive. We have 19 different hypnosis tracks that we use one after another to introduce techniques, to deepen the hypnosis, and to do what we call compounding, which is repetition. And this creates the most comfortable, easiest births. That's why it works.
0: Are there people who it are not recommended for, like they're contraindicated for it?
1: Well, actually, people need to check beforehand uh, if they have any sort of mental illness mm-hmm. or if they have seizures, because um, hypnosis can be contraindicated for people with certain kinds of mental illness or seizures, and they just need to check with their you know, physician, with their uh, psychiatrist or their doctor, whatever, beforehand.
0: How is hypnosis different than meditation?
1: Ah, what a great question. Great right? question. Um, they achieve similar states. In meditation, it's basically the goals, I would say. It would be a good way to explain it. So in meditation, a lot of people's goals are to clear the mind. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you're saying a mantra over and over again, or you might even have a goal in your head that you're aiming for. You you have a visualization that's going on over and over again. So that's fine. It's a lighter state. But in hypnosis, the way that we do it, we take you down different levels of hypnosis till you get to somnambulistic hypnosis. And then what we're doing is we're introducing a lot of direct suggestions. So specific phrases, specific hypnosis suggestions that do specific things. So it'll be introducing a cue and then basically embedding it in the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you do in meditation. No, okay. All. So this is this is a it's very intricate, it's very detailed, but it's actually super simple cuz all you have to do is listen and amazingly people can listen in their sleep. And as long as they have the ability to hear, the subconscious mind is always listening. It never goes to sleep. It never turns off. It never turns anything away. It just absorbs.
0: But if you're not there with them at birth, what are they listening to at that point?
1: Oh, great question, too. We have four tracks that are designed specifically for childbirth, for the day of, that help the mom to stay in hypnosis enter hypnosis, stay in hypnosis, deepen the hypnosis, and all the way through these tracks, they are being given these cues reinforcing the cues that they've learned and practiced over the last two months, and it basically activates everything. So it's like software. If you go to, um, say say you want to download a new software for your tablet, and you download it, and you, it's the newest, latest software, and then you've got to update in another two months or another six months or whatever. We keep updating. As they practice, they update and update and update the software, and then boom, when it's time for childbirth... All of that software is right there. All they have to do is push a button. And the buttons they're pushing are either using these mental cues inside their head, which they can do all by themselves, Mm -hmm. just saying certain words to themselves and visualizing certain things that are part of their cues that they've embedded in their subconscious mind. Or they can listen to these wonderful tracks that do all the work for them and and keep them in hypnosis over and over again. So they can do – there's so many different ways in hypnobabies to use this. We even give the birth partners cues that activate those uh, hypnosis suggestions inside their mind. That activates all of the techniques. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is say a phrase. Is there
0: someone who maybe makes custom versions of these, like with the person's name in it? Well,
1: we haven't done it yet.
0: You haven't done it. But I'm saying would a maybe a hypnobabies or hypnosis or something even just a hypnotist – Or hypnotherapists. Because I've been to births where people are listening to your CDs, but I also, or they download, you know, the tracks. But then I've also, there was a birth that I was at not too long ago, and she had one with her name in it. And they kept Uh, saying. I'm I'm sure they could. I'm sure they could. It was like she was talking directly. She wasn't there, but she was, like, talking directly to her. And when she would listen to it, it almost looked like someone picked a cat up by the scruff of its neck, you know her whole body just relaxed. Yeah. And her whole mind just relaxed. And she was surging and there were, you know, very powerful productive surges, but she was just very relaxed through it. And when the track was over, <laughs> you know, it didn't loop. So she had to be like, put it back on put it, yeah, put yeah. it back. and she was almost like a little bit of a like panicky moment. And then once it would come back on again, totally fine. But um so I was a doula at that birth and I think by like the seventh or eighth time that track played I was in a very relaxed state. Yeah, <laughs> hypnosis. Like, wow, this is good when, stuff. When yeah. they play
1: it out loud, everybody in the room can become very, very deeply relaxed oh. because the voice is very mellow, yeah. and it's also a lot slower. So I'll give you an example. I'm talking to you like this, and this is my normal voice, and it's one that we all use. But if, for instance, you are doing a recording for hypnosis for childbirth, You would lower your voice like this. It would become very soft and very slow. And throughout, as you're listening, you become deeper and deeper relaxed. And that's what everybody in the room is listening Mm -hmm. to if you play it out loud, if the mom doesn't have earbuds in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, everybody can absorb that as well, even though they haven't practiced the hypnosis. Yeah,
0: I I was getting really mellow.
2: I I sit next to her every day and listen to this voice. So, by (laughs) about one in the afternoon, I I want to make something really clear.
1: Yes. And this is super important. Okay. I want everybody to understand that this is not something that you don't take a couple of tracks and you just start listening to them when you are having your baby. Mm -hmm. This is something that you practice in a specific way um, with each technique building on the last one throughout the last two months of your pregnancy. So the moms who learn, practice, and use hypnobabies as directed, not taking anything out, not adding anything in, and practicing as we direct them to, and then use the techniques during their birthing time, which is what we call labor, have the best chance to have a much easier birthing. There are moms who don't do all of what I just said, and then it is going to be more of a challenge for them. So I want people to know that this does take more effort, but it is worth its weight in gold. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'm intrigued.
1: I wanted to say something because you asked about
2: the personalization of it, right? If, if it could have the person's name. Yeah. And in the group classes that are led by instructors, the birth partners during the week will read hypnosis scripts to... The mom mm-hmm. and within those ones that they read they can they personalize, personalize it, it there's there's places for them to drop in the baby's name mom's name yes oh, that's
0: really cool awesome all right well time's fine by. we're going to take a quick break don't go anywhere at home and don't go anywhere here in the studio uh we'll be right back with carrie and kim Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. We're talking to Carrie Tuchoff and Kim Gross about hypnobabies. All right. So burning question on my mind. I didn't ask it in the first part because I thought it would take too long. You said we can use medical grade, basically, anesthesia, hypnosis like anesthesia. Yes. Um, Instead of using anesthesia for childbirth, and it comes from people who can have anesthesia and need to have certain procedures done. What is the advantage of doing this versus just having anesthesia?
1: Well, having an unmedicated birth is going to be better in some cases, in many cases, in most cases probably for the mom and the baby because we're reducing side effects. We don't have the side effects of the anesthesia, uh, lowering of the blood pressure, affecting the temperature, uh, slowing the birthing down, causing elevated or lowered blood pressure. Um, there are many side effects from the different medications that can be used during birth.
0: Well, as you just said, that one thing that popped into my head that seems like it would be a nice bonus is not having to be catheterized. Yeah. And and it's interesting,
1: like I said, I loved my epidural when I got it with my first birthing, but I did have two years of back and neck pain and pains that would shoot up into my jaw directly from that site, from the epidural site. So it is not without side effects. It, It may seem like a miracle to some moms when they get it and they don't feel anything, but of course it causes you to be able to not be able to push as well and uh, oftentimes they've got to pull the baby out and things like that. So, you know, there are side effects with everything. So sure. a lot of moms now want to go unmedicated. It's becoming more and more popular, which is great. And we just want everybody to know that you can do it in a much more comfortable way if you use the power of your mind.
0: As the medical community, what kind of response do like, doctors and nurses? Because people <laughs> use this in the hospital, right?
1: They do. Ninety-five percent of our moms are hospital birthers, and the doctors and nurses are pretty darn fascinated. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll bring people from all over the hospital to see the mom that is super comfortable using hypnosis, and there's no drugs on board. Mm. I've actually had an OB take my class in a number of nurses
2: So, and other surgeons. Well, it's great that they're interested in wanting to. Yeah, it's great.
0: Do you use the technique for other things outside of birth? Meaning it seems like there would be a lot of applications to
1: well, we do have hypnosis tracks that are specific to certain things outside birth, like successful breastfeeding, eliminating nausea um during
0: pregnancy or in yeah, during
1: pregnancy, um eliminating insomnia, which affects the moms a lot during pregnancy. What else do we have? We have the sleep track for everybody. Sleep too, track not for just everybody for as well. We needles, have... fear of needles. Oh. Yeah, the fear of needles. A lot mm-hmm. of people use that who are not pregnant mm-hmm. um, because it helps you to just relax and have a, a specific, what we call anchor which if you are starting to get a vasovagal response or a fear response regarding even thinking of needles or a needle coming at you or anything like that, you can eliminate it hmm. um, just like that. So there's, we have hypnosis tracks for a lot of different things, even now weight release and, and stop smoking at hypnobabies. Fertility. And, um, we have a fertility oh. set um, that has helped a lot of moms get pregnant.
0: Do you have one for breech?
1: We do. Mm-hmm. We have a turn your breech baby one, a turn-your-posterior baby. Um, VBAC success. VBAC success twins. If moms want an um, unmedicated twin birth, then uh, this really helps them to feel super confident about that and actually gives suggestions for the babies to be in the right position. And since your inner mind, your subconscious mind, knows everything about you and actually controls your body 100%, these things are are phenomenal at making or helping the body to adjust and do what we would like them to do. Now, hypnosis is not going to eliminate something that is a medical issue that we need to look at. It's not going to, for instance, lower blood pressure just because we want it to lower blood pressure. If the blood pressure is high and the doctor needs to know about that, then hypnosis is not going to change that. And that's one of the reasons why we don't have a hypnosis track for lowering blood pressure because that can be a medical issue.
0: Well, interesting. Um, You talk about needle phobia. Mm -hmm. So it seems like a lot of the intensity around childbirth is fear-related.
1: Yes.
0: And um, I always say that if you've never flown an airplane before, and you're gonna fly at thirty years old in an airplane for the first time. But all you know about airplanes is what you've seen on television and movies and read the newspaper headlines, you'd be pretty terrified to fly in an airplane because it's always so dramatic. So it sounds like this technique could be applied to a lot of different things. Like I imagine somebody who has a fear of flying airplanes probably would also benefit from hypnosis.
1: Um oh, it can absolutely. be used for anything. I they, mean they use anything it for, for so many things phobias and and we have one uh, track for stress and anxiety which is just phenomenal pardon me who has that stress and anxiety yeah (laughs) everybody
0: nobody (laughs) Nobody. i've never been anybody. to stress
1: but it can be used for so many things uh, yeah. So,
0: but so for fear in general, it it seems like it's nice because I do I see people who are afraid to have the baby anyway, shape or form, oh, yeah. whether it's uh, medicated or unmedicated, vaginal or abdominal.
1: Well, you know, I do unfortunately you have one for a cesarean? because we do, we do we do have a cesarean set mm-hmm. um, where the moms can prepare for their cesarean with a lot of confidence. The you know. Um, they have an anchor for fear as well. So if the fear starts coming up about it, then they calm down immediately. And, and they can listen to it. They while can listen to it. They, yeah, it's it's really it's really great stuff. But we were talking about fear. So one thing I wanted to say was that because of certain things that are going on now that have never been before, so much, such as um, shows that are on TV, for instance. That portray birth as a scary thing with a lot of interventions and a lot of drugs and a lot of drama and a lot of suspense and all of that, that a lot of women are very scared. They're also very scared because they're on um, Internet birth groups, Mm. these forums and groups and lists that are online where the moms are scaring the heck out of each other. They're giving each other a lot of really great support. Don't get me wrong. Um, they come up with the amazing things. I'm really stunned with some of the the great, wonderful support and love and guidance that these moms come up with for each other. But at the same time, when they post scary birth stories, then especially first-time moms can get absolutely petrified yeah, sure. of childbirth. Yeah, it's and like flying
0: the airplane. If, if that's all you know, you would assume that every airplane is either going to have engine failure and just fall out of the sky or be hijacked by terrorists or have snakes on it. Like, those but are the that's,
1: only... that's one of the reasons... <laughs> snakes yeah, on it. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we have a fear-clearing session that the mom can listen to any time that she wants to. Oh. And even when she's in her early birthing time, which is what we call labor... She can listen to her fear-clearing session. Even her birth partner can listen to it and eliminate the fears and start out birthing with a lot of confidence and a, and just calm, relaxed attitude, which makes a really huge difference.
0: So we talked about the six-week class. Yes. All these other tracks that you're talking about, do you have to do the class? No. To do those? No. or We how have does that
1: our Babies class and course because we have a self-study course also that's available online and in hard copy along with the the classes that you could go to if you wanted that option but the additional tracks are not part of Hypno Babies, and you don't have to do Hypno Babies as a childbirth course in order to benefit from the breastfeeding success. That after your baby comes, the twins, the VBAC, the nausea, the um, fear of needles, um, especially the sleep one. That's our most popular track, and people from all over the world have ordered that one <laughs> um, mm. just because they need to sleep better. So, yeah.
0: So you just go online and yeah, pick the ones you want.
2: But for the program, the birthing program, mm-hmm. for an easier, more comfortable birth, if you're doing the home study, then it does come with all of the birthing tracks. Okay. It does come with all of that.
0: So is that home study instead of a class? Yes. So yes, we have okay. the
2: class. You get all those tracks as well.
0: Where you do it at your own pace?
2: Um, and with the class, you'd have, you go through the six weeks with an instructor. Right. And then the home study... Yes, it's a six still a six week thing. It's built out that way, but some people do take a little more time. Okay. to go through. When's it. the right
0: time to start in a pregnancy? Would you say the ideal time?
1: the The ideal time, if there was an ideal time, would be between 28 and 30 weeks of pregnancy, because the Not course a big window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's a six week course, so starting
1: know. then. If you started, for instance, at 28 weeks. So you have a six-week class, and then you have like five, six weeks, we're, we're hoping the baby Plus comes around yeah. then, um, to do what we call maintenance. Mm-hmm. So you learn the program in the first six weeks. You're, you're learning, you're practicing all the cues. And then during maintenance, we have a specific set of tracks that you listen to on a schedule. And it's just one a day of your main hypnosis tracks, and that really helps the compounding. Remember, we talked about repetition. So if that repetition is kept up at a specific pace and a specific way, then when it comes time for the moms to give birth, then, like I said, she just activates her software by either using the hypnosis cues that have been embedded or by listening to the hypnosis tracks. She can do whatever she wants to do.
0: Your website says stronger-minded and stronger-willed people are easier to hypnotize. But you would think the opposite.
1: You would think the opposite, but it's amazing that people who are very strongly opinionated or, you know, they, they you know, are strong-willed, like it's this way. Once they've learned hypnosis, oh, my gosh, they're the best subjects, for lack of a better word, even though we don't use that word, the best students because they, they, they go, wow, you know, I'm really getting some great effects. And when I what I mean by that is once our moms start hypnobabies, they instantly start feeling more comfortable, more confident, more looking forward to and anticipating with great joy this event that they were just scared about.
0: I do see that. <laughs> I see that evolution with our with our patients who do your program.
1: And yeah, so it's, it's this, this transformation thing. And so that type of A-type person uh, can just be the best student in the world. They might start out with a lot of doubt and what is this and I'm not really sure. But holy cow, once they grab onto that, they are just fantastic and they need to do it every day. You need to listen to that. Some some hypnosis, some hypnobabies every single day, but it is well worth it.
0: You it know also comes to mind? I've had a number of clients over the years who want to deliver at a hospital, but have some sort of hospital trauma. So either they themselves, one in particular, we have a series on YouTube called The Real Midwives of Los Angeles. And we had someone on there, and she's she's really strong and powerful and motivating, but she had a really dark um, mental health history um, as a teenager, and she had bad hospital experiences. Really, she was not treated well. She's come so far from that with all sorts of different types of therapy and working on herself, and she's now an amazing therapist as well. And she thought, this is behind me. I'm, she wanted to do an unmedicated birth at the hospital, so she went to do the hospital tour and just had this, awful visceral reaction that yeah. surprised her. She wasn't expecting. And it's it's a theme that comes up. I see it not a lot of people, but people probably at least a couple of times a year who are surprised by their visceral reaction or they had a parent or a sibling, or relative who had uh, a long, even if they were treated great, it was just a not a, a good period in, of time, a period of suffering there. And that's what they relate to the hospital. So they go to the hospital tour and they have this visceral reaction, but they want to deliver there. So it seems well, like you probably have the tools to help.
1: What I would suggest is because if you're pregnant, you have a limited amount of time Truth. to work on your emotional <laughs> issues. Before Unless you're an s- elephant. You have, you're still limited, but <laughs> I a know, lot more. two years. Yeah. Uh, before your baby's born. So my suggestion is for them to seek out a hypnotherapist that works with pregnancy birthing and other reproductive issues. And Mm -hmm. they will know what to do. They will know how to help you to not only heal from whatever that was, but reframe it and build a bridge to the new birthing Mm -hmm. with the new pregnancy. And honestly, we have a mom's hypnobaby support group on Facebook, and there's 5,500 women on there. And we hear all the time, that moms are coming on and they're afraid they had a bad experience last time. And sometimes it can really help them to just listen to their Mm -hmm. fear-clearing session in hypnobabies. Other moms, we suggest that they seek out a hypnotherapist. And we say hypnotherapist rather than a psychologist or just a therapist because of the time frame, because they have a limited amount of time. And if you see a hypnotherapist, You're basically going back to the root of the problem very quickly and very deeply. And you won't have any talk therapy for, you know, months or whatever. It's much, much faster. And like I said, they can reframe and build a bridge to the new birthing. And it's really the way to go.
0: What's eyes open childbirth hypnosis technique?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that.
0: I'm very curious.
1: Okay, so when I was teaching this other hypnobirth method, in order for there to be any kind of effect from the little hypnosis that there was, when a mom went in to have her baby, she had to remain very still. And what we teach in hypnobabies is a lot of practice of what we call eyes open childbirth hypnosis. Now, that means that your inner mind is being retrained that when you get in your birthing time, you can walk, talk, move around, change positions, and still stay very deeply in hypnosis and comfortable, even though your eyes are open and you're moving around. Now, your eyes will be open and you're moving around in between birthing waves, which is what we call contractions. Mm-hmm. So you are able to do that and not lose any focus, not no. lose your hypnosis. And you can you know, chat and eat and do whatever you would normally do. And then the second that a birthing wave starts, you activate your cues. Mm-hmm. You say your cue words inside your head or your birth partner says them to you, or you just close your eyes and do what we call drop your finger, which is also a cue from hypnobabies. And you're in your peaceful zone where hypnosis has taken over and activated the entire middle part of your body to be comfortable. And that's just from the retraining of of the inner mind that you've been doing for the last two months. This is the software that's been reprogrammed.
0: And it's sort of what I was saying before. When you when you have the medical anesthesia, you unless it's like a walking epidural, right? You usually get catheterized because you can't uh, yeah. get up to go pee. But um, going back to that question, one of the benefits here is yes. that you can. First of all, you said eat and chat, which are two of my favorite things to do. But also, <laughs> um, when the surge is coming, you can go back into that mode pretty quickly.
1: Exactly. And it's all it works together. Everything that we teach in HypnoBabies, everything they practice, everything that they're being retrained with, all works together. So that even if a mom has a change of plans, even if, say, she gets into her birthing time and she wasn't planning on having an IV, but it becomes necessary, she just. Changes her plans, like that's built into the hypnosis to be calm and relaxed about that. Everything from having an IV to having a cesarean, if it comes to that, the mom remains calm and can still use hypnosis. Wow. Yeah.
2: Even with Pitocin, if she ends up with an induction. We even teach them to listen to some of their tracks sitting on a birth ball so they get used to that experience while being in hypnosis. It's
0: beautiful. Well, I have a whole other sheet of questions, but time has elapsed. Um, <laughs> some of the things that I bet we could find also on your website would be, for example, if somebody wanted to find local classes, if somebody wanted yes. to, got so fascinated here, wanted to become a Hypno Babies instructor, Yes. Um, what that process is like and how to do it, where can we find you guys online?
1: Uh, we're at HypnoBabies.com.
0: How'd you think of that? Yeah, no, it's a great website. It's a good URL. Memorable. Yeah.
1: Well, we don't hypnotize babies.
0: You don't <laughs> I have no babies. Is that what people think? That's Can you
1: hypnotize people, babies? Because
0: I, I think there's a demand for that. There's a market there, right? Ooh. I know.
1: No, the the babies, it's interesting because our moms do say <laughs> that when they come out, they're calm little their creatures. Commerce? And if they uh, ever do play hypnosis their hypnosis tracks. tracks after that... Even just the music that's in the background of the hypnosis tracks, the babies respond.
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm playing that for my teenager when I get home. (laughs) (laughs) Never too late. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. We'll check you out at Hypnobabies.com. And uh, if you want at home to hear any other conversations, learn other things, become more informed, send us your topic ideas at info at informedpregnancy.com.
2: I got